This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Matt O'Dwyer on Twitter. Do you think the gap between the AFL trade period and national draft is too long? The trade media content was amazing, getting better every year. And don't you think it would be better if it rolled straight into the draft while people are so engaged? From a media sense, yes. I suspect there's a football reason we don't understand, like school or something like that, Damo, that probably gets in the way of it. But yeah, in a perfect world, they'd be shorter gap for sure. Well, it does stagger the content as a counter-argument to that, I guess. I, is... I, don't mind, I, I don't mind the focus being on the draftees um, in a way that it wouldn't be if it was closer. I, 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 don't, I don't mind it. Um, okay. it. It can drag out, though, counter, I suppose, to, to we, Matt's point. We've had, we've had on Sports Day with Jared Healy and Kane Corns from 5.30 every night, most of the top kids in, and they've been terrific interviews. Like They are so much more ready to go media-wise than they've ever been. Unbelievable, aren't they? Yep. Yep. Uh, Tim on email. Recent podcasts with guests such as Harry Mackay, Jordan Ngoi, Justin Langer have unearthed some fascinating insights into these people. It's like the guests feel more comfortable and feel their audience is much smaller. A podcast, The Trojan Horse, for picking up big exclusives going forward. It's a great question from Tim there on email, Hutchie. And the Justin Langer one, to your point, um, in, in the main body of the sounding board was, was off- off, I won't say off Broadway because it was still on code with Will Schofield, a news limited company. But it was a different t- way of getting an interview with a person of note. Jordan Ngoi's spoken recently, Hutchie. I, I think to Tim's point, and, and in this space increasingly, the athlete, he or she is, is more likely to sit down away from a mainstream and a main media outlet than, than to do so with one. Yeah, and the other the other area that's really evolved in the whole process is that newspaper editors have realised it is a guaranteed yarn the next day. So you can, and Sacked Podcast did that probably best in the, in the Herald Sun when they were able to run two pages often, but you get someone to sit down for an interview, it's a guaranteed news hook. Mm. Lenny Phillips on Twitter, where does revealing a BBL player doping test positive three balls into an ODI rate in the taking out trash rankings. Well, I've, I still not even across that's even happened. So there you go, Lenny. That is yeah. that is tra- taking out the trash. It's, it's wonderful uh, taking out the trash. T- tell me on the cricket, by the way. Yep. A lot of stories about the 1,000 people at the start of the game and how sparse the crowd looked. When they announced the crowd, it had over 10,000. Do you think that was a bit of a, t- a tricked-up number? or? It, well, it looked it to me. I, I, yeah. I um, probably like a lot of people, I chose to watch it for a short period of time and, and, and didn't bother going back to it. I'm, I'm off the Aussie teams. I'm certainly off one day as being played less than a week after a World Cup T20 series. Um, so, But it did look as though it was an extraordinarily... Um, inflated number. Yep. 10,000. Yeah, it did look like it was a bit tricky. Pete RT on Twitter. How much damage to the world game has FIFA brought upon it through A, choosing Qatar, B, the One Love Armband controversy, and C, Gianni Infantino's embarrassing speech suggesting another person's identity could be legitimately felt on a whim? I'll work backwards. That speech by that guy, Gianni Infantino, was the worst public performance I've ever ever seen anyone ever seen ever seen yeah yep yeah and, and for those who don't know what i'm talking about just google that name gianni infantino it will come up i would think somewhere online and just have a listen to the rubbish that he trotted out 
Um, In terms of the venue and the attitudes and positioning Qatar has or Qatar has on the world's um, issues, Hachi, that is not a surprise, though, is it? I mean, we, we knew that. It was wrong the way it was awarded. I did anyway. Um, when it was when it was awarded all those years ago by FIFA, and I don't think it could bring itself any more damage. Um, unfortunately, though, the, the the actual football itself slash soccer itself, um, I actually watched the matches that, that have been played to this point, um, and I've really enjoyed them. Um, that that will win out eventually because it is a World Cup, thankfully. But yeah, the politics and the the reason to take the World Cup to that how, nation is, is how just have you assessed wrong. some of the media who are aghast at. Doha's human rights record, but yet have still gone to cover the event and have been a little torn with how they present themselves socially yeah. on the way through. Yeah, I, I I am a big believer usually you can't have your cake and eat it as well, can you? You can't have the massive view on it and then still choose to go. I think you, you make a stance. But again... I don't know whether you're referring to anyone specifically there, Hachi, are you, in, in, in anything? No, there's been done? a lot of it, hasn't there? A lot yeah. of journalists who have... Who've, um, wrestled with how to position themselves, I think, socially, given that they're going. Yep. Uh, broadcasting ratings question from John on email. It appears linear ratings still rule the conversation about broadcast performance. When will digital engagement and also in-venue audience be factored in? AFL Grand Final and Melbourne Cup coverage pilloried for ratings, but pubs and clubs would have had a whale of a day's trade. So linear doesn't tell the full picture anymore. How can true performance be better measured? Did you write this under the John Vire email <laughs> pseudonym, Hachi? I didn't, John, but uh, I welcome the question. And it is I think unbelievable, it. unbelievable how old school. So the TV ratings for the Spring Carnival were attacked by the print media. But the in reality, the way 10 distribute content is no different to so many more progressive businesses. And there were, I saw in Neil Wilson's comments, he called out some of those metrics and listed them of some of the other areas that their content was was distributed. So the point is, we are in the content distribution business as a medium, and the coverage of many media, us included, still remains very much in the old uh, metrics and the old ways. What we should do is have a look at circulation figures for uh, newspapers because um, readership can be bodged as as so many other things can be and relevance can be as well. Let's, uh, let's yeah, but I, I would, can, I defend the news, can I defend the newspaper industry on that? So their newspaper figures, generally speaking, not always, but have been in decline. Yep. The decline's probably slowed down, but it was, it's been a, a, a long period of decline. But there's been huge growth in a lot of their digital businesses. Yep. In some instances, i.e. news, they've limited their own digital growth to charge the consumer. So if they wanted to actually just get mass readers, they would charge nothing. But they've been able to um, quantify a more qualified person who's prepared to pay for the content. So it is not um, – you're not comparing apples with oranges in the old saying. Yep. Uh, here we go. DJ on Twitter. Considering that Australia has produced world-class athletes in NBA, tennis, swimming, etc., why do we struggle so much with soccer? With the number of leagues and kids playing, surely we would be able to put together a world-class side by now. It's a great question, given it's the number one participation sport among juniors in Australia. Does it get too? Is it too expensive? I think there's that. I, I don't think it's well. Again, this, 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 I think I'm about to jump into a, a zone I don't fully know about, Hutchie. But don't, my, my well, experience never is in, never stopped us in seven series and forty two episodes. It's before. a very good point, and therefore I'll give an opinion. Um, yep. My experiences of it when my two boys went down the soccer path, I did get an exposure to what I felt was a uh, a lack of streamlined organisation. Now I, I say that by way of contrast yep. to say an, an Oz. Kid, 
when it comes to all the old Milo cricket sort of setups when it comes to cricket, that the overriding game controlling body ultimately has tentacles on those types of growth um, initiatives. Yes. Is, is that fair to say? Am I, am I okay are, so far? Yeah. yeah. No, I think the states are fragmented. There's not a linear. I think the, the, not just the states are fragmented. I think the individual clubs themselves. I mean, certain, yep. certain clubs in in a certain area that I that I know of, Hutchie, were, were charging exorbitantly high amounts because they were proven to be um, more successful than the ones that weren't. And as such, there was already demarcation in the in the setup. I think it's an issue you should get right on the agenda of the community uh, agenda that you're now running with the candidate for the Albert Park seat. <laughs> Georgie from uh, Georgie's Harvest. Ralph's Meats next door no, no, to Georgie's no, no. Harvest. Georgie's Harvest, different stall, Hutchie. Georgie's Harvest at the South Melbourne Market. Jared Moore. Who uh, you've upset many demo over. J- Jared Moore on Twitter. Should all AFL journos be forced to take 22 weeks leave like Damien to avoid the burning up the track articles we have fed this time of year? Well, uh, yes, Jared, that's true because the burning up the tracks are back. We've already had the early returners and we've had the early returners this week. We've also had the the... The great leadership shown by many to oh. arrive to train with the first to four years. They're back already. <laughs> what you have done, though, with the 22 weeks, it it's, must be it's said. It's 10, by the way. It's 10. You've driven inflation in journalism. <laughs> the MEAA had this eight-week, six-week kind of model going for years and occasional four, four Hutch, weeks, depending on what Hutchie, category you, you, you are. Wrote, you wrote it into my first deal with you. You actually you've wrote now, 10 weeks in. You, you driven, who were employing me at the time, effectively, wrote it in. So you're to blame. You've driven this uh, long-term leave movement that's bobbed up in media now. Oh, well, I, I'm not even in the ballpark anymore. I might have been once upon a time, but you've got a couple on your books now, Hutchie, that, that, that have taken it to whole new levels, whole new levels. And every time I raise this and get myself in this conversation, I end up losing layers of friendship with one of the people. So I'm not going to name that person, but you know who I'm talking about, Hutchie, and, and that person and another person couple of people on your books have got it covered in a way that, that I can only dream of. 22 weeks, Damo. 22 weeks. This has been the Sounding Board. Questions for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have 22 weeks, make sure you drink <laughs> wise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Questions with Hachi and Damo. Send us your questions via Twitter or Facebook at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts.